Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing WandaVision Episode 9, the series finale. So let's get into it with the recap. Agatha attempts to take Wanda's chaos magic for her own, but is interrupted by the Vision. Vision attempts to kill her on Hayward's orders, but is foiled by Hex Vision, who joins the family in a fight against Agatha. The Visions take their fight across Westview while Agatha breaks the residents out of their character roles. Angry, they turn on Wanda. Wanda attempts to open the barrier to allow them to escape, which allows Hayward to sneak in with multiple sword agents. Meanwhile, Monica is captured by Pietro. She removes the magical necklace Agatha used to control him, revealing his true identity as an actor named Ralph Boner. While Wanda's control of the barrier begins to decrease, Tommy, Billy, and Hexvision begin to disintegrate, forcing Wanda to close the barrier. The Visions resume their fight, while the boys disarm the sword agents. Wanda overpowers Agatha with visions of the Salem witch trials, but Agatha gains control of Wanda's illusion and forces Wanda to give up her magic. Using her newly developed powers, Monica saves Billy and Tommy from Hayward. Hayward is then detained by Darcy Lewis and her funnel truck. Hex Vision reasons with the vision and restores his memories, causing him to depart Westview. As Wanda transfers her magic, she creates magical runes around the barrier to strip Agatha of her powers and trap her permanently inside Westview, becoming the Scarlet Witch in the process. The family returns home as Wanda collapses the barrier. She tucks her sons into bed and bids farewell to Hexvision, who reassures her that somehow they will see each other again one day. After making peace with Monica, Wanda goes into hiding. In the mid-credits scene, Hayward is arrested and Monica is informed by a Skrull operative that a friend of her mother wants to meet her. In the post-credits scene, while studying the Darkhold in her astral form, Wanda suddenly hears her sons calling for help. And then Mephisto comes, and he ravages the land, and finally a whole bunch of fanboys are so blissfully happy that it was Mephisto all along. Wait, that didn't happen. That's right. That didn't happen, did it? You know, Joseph, maybe Mephisto was the friends we made along the way. I still have people who are dedicated that it's still Mephisto. They're dedicated to it. They're, they're dying on that hill, as they said, and then I handed them the suicide hotline. Might have been an out-of-taste joke. Agatha did say, you have no idea what you've unleashed, Wanda, and then her sons are calling for help at the end, so Mephisto confirmed for Doctor Strange too. It obviously was not Mephisto, and we could all move on our our, our, our dreary lives um, onward and upwards and ever forward. I will say about the quote of the of the children, it is my belief, and I have to go and like really like record some shit and and then play it back to see if this is real. The audio that was playing when the kids were crying in the post credit sequence, I felt like was the exact same audio that was playing when the kids were being kept by Agatha. Like it's the same audio. It was like a replaying of that audio from that scene. It was the it felt the, the exact cadence and I watched it like 17 times and like it just kept going back and forth and like it sounds right. Now I didn't record it or anything else I should have just to test it out but i'm pretty sure it was and if it was i think it's still her memories that we're playing with i think what's gonna happen next that little swipe that she did at the end could imply that she's about to make them into reality like she's that's what breaks the the metaverse the multiverse and all that stuff it, it's her creating that reality you know, and that's what does it. That's the thing that we're about to see. Not that, oh, my kids are in trouble. I'm going to go ahead and help because Mephisto is keeping them. It's I'm bringing these boys into reality. How am I doing that? So do you think she's going to like Wilson Fiskett from Into the Spider-Verse and try and pull them out of a different universe or something? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think that is what's happening. And I think that's what the Spider-Verse shows that will happen if you pull something like that is 
the multiverse breaks and causes problems and people start bouncing in from other realities. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously we have a year until Doctor Strange 2 to figure that out. And Spider-Man might give us a few breadcrumbs towards that trail, but we don't know what's next. You know, the sad thing is in a non-COVID reality, this show would have directly led into Doctor Strange 2. There wouldn't have been a year wait. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's the thing. Like Marvel obviously had to reshuffle all their plans for COVID. I mean, like we were originally going to get Falcon Winter Soldier first. We were going to get Black Widow and Eon ago. I don't even remember. So everything is a little bit behind, but th- they're making it work, I'm sure. But we got we got a ways to go before we get answers to this particular equation. Before we get too deep into the episode, up at the top, did you like the finale? Oh, I love the finale. Um, you know, I think I felt what the entire internet is raging about. It was like, my fan theory wasn't the one to do it. I And I tried really hard throughout the whole process not to really absorb any fan theories and just respond to things as is. I, I like keeping my mind open for things like this, especially if I'm enjoying the process. In, in this particular case, even, even I was like, oh, okay, well, the Quicksilver is not anyone... You know, he's a freaking dick joke from Growing Pains. All right, that's fine. And that was disappointing for a moment, but the emotional core of the series was so beautifully brought to a completion. And the star-crossed lovers that is Vision and Wanda now is just so beautiful done. I can't, I, I, I couldn't help but be moved and, and swelled with emotion. Um, it was beautiful. Full heart reaction here. It was just, holy fucking shit, it was amazing. I was all teary-eyed. Yeah, I definitely teared up in that final scene with Wanda and Vision. Yeah, it was just the dialogue was so beautiful. It was like so intense and melancholy and lamenty, but so full of hope. I mean, it was literally what she was saying about Vision was how I felt about the whole process. Um, And the whole series shined amazingly. And if you're too bitter to like get off your fan theory high horse that they didn't do it your way, well, I understand because I too watched Matrix Revolutions and Rev- Reloaded and what, those two movies. But in this particular case, they did it. They did it right. They don't owe you anything. They have their own plans and they have their own things. They're, they have. They're doing it their own way. They don't need Mephisto to usher in this new era. They don't need the multiverse to break to bring in the mutants. They already green lighted something called the mutants. Like there it is. Let it go. It's they're doing it their way. Just because they didn't do it your way doesn't mean it's not happening in a cool way. Um, we got Scarlet Witch and her freaking badass outfit from all this. Everything that I saw, I enjoyed. The only things that were truly disappointing is I feel like something happened with Monica and Darcy in the writing and the application or the acting or the reshoots because Darcy was in one shot. She had one line the entire episode. No closure, nothing with with Wu. I don't know what happened, but I feel like her and Wu's material ended up on the cutting room floor. And Monica basically stayed on the grassy knoll the entire episode. Not that I didn't love the material she got, but like the entire episode, Monica is just sitting there in the same spot. Like Wanda and Vision go off to have their goodbyes and then they come back and Monica hasn't budged that. I feel like something got edited out or something got rewritten or something got changed and they're like, just piece it together, whatever. No one's paying attention. Yeah. And the agents too, like the sword agents and Hayward are just kind of like, are they just hanging out like the entire time? Pretty much. Like that's what I felt happen. It's like whether that goodbye scene was supposedly taking place over a period of like 20 minutes so them hanging around still like didn't matter. It felt like it was night and day because there were two different time periods happening within the hex and outside the hex. 
but they didn't really showcase that. There was no sunset. It was just, we're back at the house now, and it's nighttime, because that's what Wanda wanted it to be. So now it's nighttime. But meanwhile, in the grassy knoll, it's still daytime. So it, it was just that. That's what made it confusing, because it was more romantic to have the scene at night. But in reality, it was daytime. So I think it just implied that more time had passed, when really it was just 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all technically an illusion, so maybe it was just like 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. But even if you take that away, the pacing of the episode didn't have any real closure on Monica outside of her going to space to join up with Fury. That, to me, was was something they should have paid more attention to, was the agents that we had fallen in love with the entire time, you know? I completely agree on that point. It just seemed like there wasn't enough for Jimmy and Darcy and Monica to do. And I think that's just because they wanted to focus on Wanda and Vision in those last couple of beats. Uh, the thing with Darcy, though, was pretty egregious because, yeah, she was literally she crashed a truck and then disappeared and like was like written off with like one line of dialogue. And I have to assume that they just couldn't get Kat Dennings back for reshoots, maybe because of COVID. Yeah, that's what I think as well. They basically were like, well, we don't have her. At least we got that one shot. Or maybe they they, they even CGI'd that one shot and they audioed the, you know, the dialogue. Who fucking knows? It was so brief that I actually had that same thought. I was like, they could have just taken like a little bit of footage of her in the truck from the previous episode and just looped in a little dialogue. Yeah, and it really wouldn't have, you wouldn't have noticed. And, you know, like I... Because they didn't have her at all. It's not like they had her like, okay, we get her for like 15 seconds, have her drive the truck. They didn't have her at all. So unless they did the truck shot separately, that was all CGI in order to just give her some closure. Something happened that Kat Dennings was not allowed back into reshoots and we got what we got. And maybe that messed with Wu and Monica's scenes going forward and they just like, just cut it all. Just cut it and we'll just... Monica just going to hang out in the grassy mill, dodging bullets with light. That stuff aside, because that could probably be chalked up to reshoots, the only real thing that I had a huge problem with was the troll casting of Evan Peters. That is that is the one thing that I'm just like, you know what? They've been dicking us around with the multiverse since Far From Home. And, you know, it was it was just stunt casting for stunt casting sake and troll sake like that. That is upsetting. All that for a dick joke. And that's and that's fine I, to me, like. I have a lot of my friends who were complaining about that as well. Like, that was just not cool, man. It's like, but it was the biggest red herring in the universe. And they knew they were doing it intentionally. And they brought it back to the simplest of points, referencing a Growing Pains character from the same time period of which the episode he showed up in. So to me, it, it all makes perfect sense. You had a character named Boner in Growing Pains. It's like, that's, that's what you get. Well, we definitely got boned on those fan theories. You know what I'm saying? I, I was not bothered by that. To me, I was like, well played. You fucking got us. And that wasn't really the only red herring, like the uh, the missing person. That one I can kind of forgive. But the aerospace engineer, I'm still a little salty about. There was a lot of red herrings. And that's the thing. They, they don't want people figuring this out. So they want people screaming about it. And they got a perfect algorithm for getting people to talk, getting people to theorize, and then saying fuck you to those theories as they go where only a few of them match up to the right ways. I mean, there was no... The fly is just a cicada, and the bunny ate it. That's the real question. What happened to Senior Scratchy? Senior Scratchy is probably in Wanda's hut right now. That would have been awesome. I would have loved Senior Scratchy to be, like, just in the hut, hanging out. She took it from Agatha. But I bet it's still in Agatha's thing. And there's still a possibility that maybe the bunny is someone, not Mephisto, not Nightmare, 
just like her own little Renfield and will awaken one day when Wanda needs her or somebody needs her. Because I feel like we're coming back to Agatha one day. No, yeah, we definitely are. Um, whether it's in Doctor Strange 2 or in like a potential like Scarlet Witch series, like we're coming back to Agatha at some point. And I, I, I really like I loved what they did with Agatha. I love that she's just giving her that role permanently. She's going to live in Westview. She gets to stay Agnes, the nosy neighbor. Although it's kind of horrifying that she's trapping a sentient being in her own mind for an indeterminate amount of time until she needs her help. Also, uh, I really love that moment with the runes. Oh, that rune moment was beautiful. It was, it was, it was, it was like, yeah, thanks for the lesson. And even Agatha was like, uh, fuck. <laughs> you, you got a little snarky. You taught her a lesson about runes and then Wanda went all nuts on it. Cause everyone thought she was just losing her shit, but no, she had a plan. And then Agatha's went all poof. Agatha said, power isn't your problem. It's knowledge. And uh, you know what? Scarlet Witch, pretty quick learner. Yeah, really quick. And now she has the fucking dark hold. So let's talk about that for a second. Because she has the dark hold. I mean, whether we're going for S.H.I.E.L.D. or just a, its own separate version of the dark hold, but she has the dark hold, which we know very well from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, that's the thing. Does this officially decanonize Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. due to the complete redesign of the dark hold? Like, it looks and feels completely different. It looks like the Necronomicon, in my opinion, which I thought was it might have been the Necronomicon going into this because Sam Raimi was going to be playing with the Multiverse of Madness. And what better way if that book is involved than that a reference to his Evil Dead universe? Like, if a guy knows ma- evil magic books, it's Sam Raimi. So, okay, but it's not. It's the Darkhold. And apparently there's an entire chapter devoted to the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I mean, saying chapter is weird because I, I when they she opened the book and it was just maybe bad CGI. To me, it just looked like there were like 20 pages in that book. It was just not a not a well-designed CGI model of, of that particular book. To me, it should have been way thicker and way more bolder. But okay, I'll take it. I mean, it's a magic book. It probably changes thickness, probably changes design. It's a magic book made of human flesh and skin. I don't think that's a change. in. Well, even in the S.H.I.E.L.D. version, it was capable of like changing its look and changing its contents. Maybe that answers your question that you asked before. I mean, it could still be the same book. Honestly, it looked way cooler in this show, so I'm cool with it. And I'd like it to be the same book, but who knows? I don't know what they're going to do cuz I want Colson and I want and I want Daisy and I want Fitz and Simmons back but we I don't I don't think it's we're we're a long ways away from that from the Netflix characters that we want the defenders the three or four defenders that we actually care about I'm still all for Finn Jones showing up in Shang-Chi and just getting his ass kicked <laughs> I know but I don't I I, I don't think they'll do that cuz they don't want to fuck with future Iron Fist properties but that would be a beautiful thing Marvel has their own plans and Netflix had their plans and all got fucked up. So now we start again. But I don't think Marvel's ever going to recast Jessica Jones until they know they can never use Christian Ritter again. Or, but because if they have a storyline, they'll they'll bring her in if they can do it legally. Which they can now, theoretically. Going back to that book, though, the legend or the myth or the the excerpt that Agatha read on the Scarlet Witch was really interesting. The Scarlet Witch isn't born. She's forged. She has no coven, no need for incantation, and uh, she'll uh, basically destroy the world, maybe? Yeah, so she's basically Hellboy um, Phoenix. That's that's what I got from all that. They took the Hellboy and Phoenix mythologies and they threw it to Wanda. Marvel already outdid Fox 
two attempts at the Phoenix storyline and nailed it with Scarlet Witch. So you were saying that you thought the CGI for the Darkhold was a little wonky. I thought a lot of the CGI in this episode was kind of wonky. And that might just be because they were doing it at home. I didn't notice any. I mean, like the CGI, the vision battles didn't bother me at all. Monica's stuff didn't bother me at all like that. It looked great to me. The CGI of of Wanda in the, turning into Scarlet Witch. Are we talking about that? Are we talking? I'm mostly talking about Vision on Vision and a little bit of the Wanda and Agatha fight. The only CGI that bothered me, and it wasn't even as much the CGI as general look, is I don't like Agatha's witch look. I do not. It's very Halloween Town. It's very Disney Channel original series. Yeah, and and her makeup is just ugly. It's like you 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 made her ugly, and I'm like, no, like she's an attractive woman. Like, let her still be attractive and witchy at the same time. You don't have to like turn her into an ugly witch from Halloween Town. But that's what they did. Her hair is horrible. Her makeup horrible. I was not a fan of that. So whenever they were doing the hair wisp flowing in, that bothered me. But it was the whole look that bothered me. So I probably didn't notice the CGI. Otherwise, I didn't know. And the vision on vision action was fine. Like, I, I didn't notice anything bad. It didn't pull me out of it. Agatha pulled me out of it. Did you laugh out loud when Agatha, like, thudded on the ground? Because I I died. I thought it was the fucking funniest thing I had ever seen. Because she just, like, done. Boom. Yeah, it was it was played for comedy. Also, earlier in the fight, when Scarlet Witch did her little, like, mindfuck thing i screamed i was like oh my god she did the thing she hasn't done the thing since age of ultron yeah i know that was nice to bring back the the greatest hits of how wanda does her shit that was that was a really great moment i love that i squeed and i think now like officially wanda has the coolest outfit in the entire mcu i loved everything about it yeah i loved everything about it it reminded me so much of of mckellen's um magneto outfit a little bit like there was something in the texture of the of the outfit that just vibed that too so i i don't know whether that was intentional or it was just that's what they ended up going with as far as a color choice but the texture and the colors were there it's like she is the daughter of magneto in spirit if not actual yeah no i think they were definitely vibing off of that even even it kind of looked even a little bit like fastbender's suit in the last movie I'd say that too. It's just a Magneto vibing looking outfit. She is a goddess in that outfit. Coming from the Halloween episode and what it looked like there to the the flash tease coming out of the Mind Stone. And then we get it in full goddess mode. Like, God, that's just gorgeous. She deserves all the praise. Quite literally, possibly a goddess. Yeah, literal goddess. There was the Incredibles moment. I really, really enjoyed uh, Billy and Tommy versus the Sword Agents. Yeah, I, I would have loved more of that because they were just fucking adorable. Also, again, fuck Hayward for going to murder children. Like, he'd watched a little bit of the show, but, like, he, he really just went to murder the children? That was just for... That was another thing. I felt like Hayward's character was a little... He was a little cartoony? Yeah, he turned out to be just a cartoony, like, a government man. Like, a, just a basic bitch, scared G-man without any real closure. And I felt like he deserved a scene to dimensionize him about why like we knew it was because of fear and i i feel like the whole thing the whole show is about grief if you wanted to keep this two-dimensional cartoony villain then all you had to do was 
have him start crying and freaking out at the end about how scared he is about Scarlet Witch. Instead, you just made him like, oh, I'm going to get away with it, too. He's just too mustache twirling. He was straight up villain monologuing at the beginning of the episode of Jimmy. Yeah, and that's the thing. When he got caught, he should have just broke down in front of Monica and just ranted with tears in his eyes about how they're going to destroy everything. You know, all the these these powered people. Look what they did, you know, in Infinity War. Look what led to all this stuff. Look, Ultron, all these things, all because of powered people. Like, he, it all needs to be taken down. He, he should have vibed Tony Stark with the way Tony Stark talked about Ultron being scared about, like, what else is out there. And that would have showed his colors, and that would have allowed him to be the villain throughout the entire thing, and we're all to buy it. And still, the whole show is about grief. His way of dealing with grief was to be scared. Uh, Wanda's way of being of dealing with grief was to create her own reality. You know, these are the grief-stricken moments. Monica was to keep fighting on. The whole show is about grief, and I think that's beautiful. Like, so goddamn beautiful. And all you had to do to give Hayward his moment to really solidify that from the from a negative, toxic perspective is give him that end rant. And maybe it was scripted with Darcy and Wu and Monica, because I feel like they all got left out of the finale. So then went down, and they couldn't get what they wanted. So they took it out. And instead, he was just brought behind the bank and brought by the sheriff. Are you saying that the writers could have used a little more vision? You know, it was pretty it was pretty chilling when Agatha started waking the Westview residents up because like super yikes, you know? Yeah, it was it, it, they shot it almost like a the way zombies would because it was like they were walking very slowly overpowering Wanda who was in the middle and they all just came at her from different directions. So it revived very much the fear of a zombie film. Um, and they were all coming at her with her pain. And then she yeah. flipped out with her own pain. And again, it's just about people's personal pain and how they handle it and what they do with it. And they, they were not wrong. No, I mean, that line, when you let us sleep, we have your nightmares. Like, that is some deeply messed up shit. Yeah, and it just shows like when you sometimes people go through grief and they react, the people who suffer the most are the ones around them. Uh, you know, and that's that's the pain. And it's like I think everybody on a personal level, when they go through something traumatic, if they if it turns negative and bad and like vacuumous and and toxic, then what happens when you find out that that's what you're doing? You either take it upon yourself and change your behavior, no matter how hard and how much work that goes um, and hope to get forgiveness or redemption one day or you just keep doing it and double down, you know, and Hayward's vibe was double down and Wanda's way was I have to stop I need to figure this out I need to fix this this is bad and she did and even Monica saying like they're never going to understand what you what you did what you sacrificed to fix this <laughs> Wanda's like they won't care it doesn't change anything I fucked up so I'm going to go yeah she literally turns into goth red riding hood and flies off the thing that fucking gets me is where is Doctor Strange? Doesn't he monitor magical threats? He freaked out because Loki was walking down the street in Manhattan, but he's been like sleeping on this town in New Jersey, which isn't very far, like hopping off with magical energy. Yeah, but it's Jersey, so who cares? No one wants to go to Jersey. No one ever should go to Jersey. It really should be wiped out the face of the earth. I mean, I don't know how they're going to... to, to to really make that work. Cause that's, that's a huge complaint and everybody, I, I don't think there's a single person who has not brought that up. 
And I was like, well, where's Strange in all this? Where's Strange? Where's Strange? We all expected Strange to show up because he fucking needs to be there. It's it's like when, when Far From Home happened and you're like, where are the other Avengers? London is literally being burned to the ground. Where are the other Avengers? And, you know... This is the problem that we've literally had in the MCU since the first Avengers movie. If you're going to do something so big, they, the other Avengers need to be there or there needs to be some explanation about why they're not. Yeah, it's like, why didn't the Avengers show up to help Tony Stark in Iron Man 3? Why didn't Tony Stark show up to help Steve Rogers in Winter Soldier? It's the same shit. It's the same thing that happens in comics as well. Like, they can't always cross over. Yeah, it's not it's not their story. I kept saying as we approached the halfway point of this show, it's like, I don't want anything new coming in. Like if a portal opens and all of a sudden Xavier and the X-Men pop out or Strange and the Avengers pop out, like, I don't want that. We didn't earn it. I want things that we earned. I want the I want the path from the show as we start to be everything that we go through and all the little surprises be the things that we earned along the way. And that's what we get. And that's the recipe and the ingredients that we use to, to, to make the, this amazing meal at the end. To be perfectly frank, if you thought that the X-Men were going to just show up and that, you know, James McAvoy or Patrick Stewart were just going to fucking pop out of the multiverse to save the day, you fucking played yourself. But there's a lot of people who are very upset that that's not what happened. I agree with you. I agree with you. But a lot of people, especially fans in modern days, feel entitled to their theories being magically what happened. Let the creatives tell their story. It's fun to theorize, but if your theories don't come true, most of the theories that we talked about on this show didn't come true. And you and I will lose no sleep over it because we had such a fun journey along the way. And that's the whole point. That's the journey. That's the experience of theorizing and postulating. And whether it comes true or not, if you get satisfaction out of something like this, I mean, like the whole show is about grief. If you're mourning your fan theories, watch the show again, and maybe you can find something to help you cope with that. Actually, maybe not, because looking at that, the coping mechanisms used by the characters were probably not the most healthiest. Get a therapist. Don't take an entire town hostage. Yeah, don't do that. So it's, I, I believe S.W.O.R.D. is going to be probably renamed in the way it originally was, and we're going back to space, and we're going to get Secret Invasion from that. Yeah, I, I think so. Like the, Nothing has been said about monica rambo being in secret invasion but secret invasion is also the show that we haven't really had a lot of details on so i fully expect her to be in it and that's probably going to lead into captain marvel too you know monica was pretty underwritten in the episode but i really did enjoy her saving tommy and billy because like she didn't know that she could do that thing she didn't know she could absorb kinetic energy or whatever like she just jumped in front of those bullets yeah, that's her way of handling all this. Is she? That's her character. She just jumps in front of things without really thinking things through, and she's 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 her mom through and through. Like in that equation, I think she is like test pilot uh, material. Her and and Danvers have very similar energies, and that's the kind of person she is. She will jump in front of a moving train, and if if that's what it has to save some kids, and that's what she did. And the fact that her powers are, I think she's going to be called Spectrum eventually. Because that's the that's the power she, she seems to be using. Her eyes change whenever she's around another type of energy or depending on what she has to do. So it, her eyes went golden here because she became light. Um, her eyes were, were blue when she needed to see things. Um, her eyes went, uh, went purple right before she got kidnapped. I don't know what happened there. But I think we're going to see that her, her powers are all based on color principles. Uh, and... She has many powers. 
So you'd say that she has a spectrum of powers? I'm going to go. I also really dug that her and Wanda buried the hatchet. Yes, they did. I mean, and that was more, it was more on the side of, 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 of Wanda being like, all right, we cool. Because she's been trying to be cool with Wanda the entire time. You know, she's just like, come on, just let me in. Let me in. Be cool with me. Just be cool with me. And finally, it's like, all right, we're cool. So one theory that did sort of pan out is what I've said all along is that Vision wasn't Vision. And I really like the explanation that we got for that. That Vision was, you know, the piece of the Mind Stone that lives within Wanda. Yeah. And that Mind Stone had power enough to create and recreate Vision as he was in all this power including aspects of the mind stone as, as well. Um, and I thought that was, that was amazing. That, 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 that's why his, when we saw the formation of vision, it was mind stone energy. Cause that's where it came from. Yeah, no, it was, that was a perfect explanation for me. I didn't have any issues with that. I, I will say how is spectral vision and his white beam is equally powerful to magic visions magic mindstone beam that's the thing that like probably won't get explained they just needed to be able to equally fight 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 our vision should be a little bit more powerful you would think so because he has an infinity stone in his head or he's created from literal chaos magic but i absolutely loved that vision fought vision with a question of metaphysics i love that they referenced the ship of theseus because i've been aware of that thought experiment and I immediately saw the parallel and where they were going with it. I thought it was so good. It was so vision. Yeah. And that's the way you you end a scene like that is with intelligence and metaphysics and philosophy. And that is vision. That is so vision. I, I myself also am familiar with the ship of Theseus. And I, I, I created a, a metaphysical solution for that problem years ago. And I, and I love the fact that they came up with their own version of that neither is the true ship both is the true ship exactly neither is the true vision both are the true vision and he people were talking about um how vision uploaded his memories up into um you know spectral vision i'm like that's not what happened he He just restored the memories that were already there he's not going to get the memories of the sitcom He's just going to get all the memories up to Thanos ripping his head open. Yeah, it's exactly what Hex Vision has been doing this entire show. He has the ability to restore true memories. And in a machine, it's like all I have to do is 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 reconstitute your hard drive a little bit. Give me a second. And he asked for permission. It was so sweet. Oh my god. It was the, the scene between the two of them was explosive. Thank you, Bethany. I hope you got your dream cameo appearance of work with the actor that you've always wanted to work with great chemistry that's a troll i support i thought that was pretty great and you know what he does have pretty good chemistry with himself he did i love those scenes that was my favorite scene in the entire show the ship of theseus conversation really did it for me so clearly we are going to get vision again he fucks off to who knows where and he has his memories restored but maybe not his emotions I don't think he has his emotions. I also think that from his perspective, it's like, so it's about in which order you get your memories turned on. His personality was was turned on um, and started again once Hayward did his thing with the blank slate. So then he had his programming to go off of. And then he got his memories restored. And I think from that, he's going to be like, I'm going to make a better choice and not go after Wanda. I'm going to try to separate myself from the equation because I feel like there's some damage there. So I'm going to go and figure out some shit first. Before going back, his first instinct is not to go to Wanda. His first instinct is to remove himself from the entire equation. And I think that's that's healthy. (laughs) I think that was probably the right call. 
But when do we think we we're going to see him again? Because I was looking at the upcoming slate and I I don't know when to expect Spectral Vision, you know? I don't know. I mean, something with Wanda. So I don't think it's going to be Spider-Man. It'll make If anything, it'll be in Multiverse of Madness or if depending how Wanda comes out of that, whatever Wanda will be in after this. Technically, after Multiverse of Madness, if they want to do another Wanda slash Vision show, they could do that. It won't be a season two of WandaVision. It'll be something else. Maybe that'll be what happens. Like he comes back at the end of Multiverse of Madness and then we get a series from there, like a post credit sequence. That is kind of what I'm suspecting. I'm guessing that he'll probably show up in a project that hasn't been announced yet. And the reason it hasn't been announced is because it would be a spoiler for WandaVision. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, that's my theory when it comes to that. We'll see. Either either way, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I, I trust in Feige. I trust in this entire equation. And if they want to abuse us, that's fine. I am down to be abused by basically the entire cast of this show and Kevin Feige. Yeah, pretty much. That's what we sign up for. I'm satisfied with the series. I believe it was beautifully done. And now we have a, a week and a half to wait for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I have no regrets about this show. I think it's been a very interesting endeavor. It's definitely shown us what we can expect from the Disney Plus shows. Like, top-notch quality, pretty damn good writing, trolling a little bit. But I think it was a pretty successful finale and i'm really interested to see where all of these characters will pop up again i mean here we finally have the transmedia universe that i think disney and marvel always wanted to have with their television and films but never had the right control to do so and now they can so the potential is limitless here um it all depends on you know the getting the right project screenlit at the right time and not having horrible pandemics get in the way of your storytelling which i feel is what kind of happened in the last year and change we have falcon and the soldier and loki coming up we have eternals we have um shang chi we have um eventually black widow we basically have an entire year of marvel stuff to cover Unfortunately, WandaVision has come to a close, and since there's a week break until Falcon and Winter Soldier premieres, we will be doing something a little bit different next week. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please, tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled infinite a cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week. Burn, baby, burn. Mephisto and Fur!